welcome to Amusement Sparks. My name's Andrew Spahn, I'm your host, and with us today is return guest Ben Relliford. Hello! Hello, Andrew. Thanks for having me on. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, cool. Good to see you again, man. Yeah, we haven't really worked together in podcast uh, ways a ton recently. He was on the Mega Man uh, episode, which was a while back, but that was a sweet episode. It was. Man. We had to do it twice. It was so good. It was. The episode so nice, they <laughs> did it twice. Um, I think that was episode 13, if I'm not mistaken, and this is episode 26, so... That was equally unlucky number. That was half of the show's history ago, which is really wow. weird to me. That's crazy. <laughs> Actually, this might be twenty-seven. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, oh, man. well, <laughs> I mean, that means that you need to come on my show again so that we can boost yeah. our ratios a little I bit think more. We should equal. do that. Um, so let's talk about your show, the Carton Cast. Um, I, I've you. been meaning to like pitch some new ideas to you guys. So I just haven't done it in a while. Um, tell us about the Carton Cast. Thank you. Yeah, I'd love to. Uh, so the Carton Cast is a weirdly named podcast where me and my younger brother Zane uh, host a show that's dedicated to looking at old cartoons now that we're like old enough to be able to contextualize them and see what the creators were thinking and actually do research and just see what we think of them as adults, tagline. Um, it's generally a lot of fun. You've been on the episode a couple of times, I think, for the uh, Johnny Quest. Johnny episode? Quest was the one I can remember, but I might have been on another one. Weren't I you on? I talk a lot about cartoons on podcasts, so it, it's like I believe it was just Johnny Quest. I actually. think it might have been. We've talked about doing other. You got to get back on, man. We will. It'll happen <laughs> soon, I'm sure. Now that I got that the new studio app. set up and everything, it'll happen. Yeah. So uh, the other thing that Zane and I do, uh, he is pretty much the progenitor of this podcast. Uh, the the other podcast that we do, which is called Empowered. Which is about, uh, it's just a kind of a five minute kind of rap sesh, no press rap sesh with whoever, po whatever podcaster happens by, uh, talking about, uh, superpowers and, you know, the utility of them, how you could use them, and just kind of pretty irreverent show. A lot of fun, though. You've been on it sometimes. Oh, yeah. It's and really fun to be a guest on that show because it's just like the topic pops up and go. It's really fun to, like, kind of collaborate and weave together a short five minute podcast, like, on the fly, improv style. But it's really yeah. cool. It's a great show. Um, it's that's... a good piece of like pickled ginger to you know cleanse the palate because so often I'm yeah. doing like two and a half hour podcasts. Right, right. That's a good point. Like if you're making a playlist of your podcasts, you should put like a couple episodes of Empowered in between every long form episode. Yeah, that's totally yeah. true. I really like listening to Empowered. Like the ones I'm not on, I always listen to because there's they're always funny. There's always something, even if it's just the like very last joke that's really funny. Like I feel like that show ends really strong every time. Because that, like, that show feels a lot to me like panning for gold. You know, like <laughs> it, it's not all good, but it's worth it. Yeah, and it's only five minutes. Like you can you can uh, stick with yeah. a crappy podcast. Some for good five laundry minutes. folding podcast right there. Sure, and it moves at a pretty quick clip as well. Like it'll be on to a new power before you get bored of the first one. Yeah. Hopefully. <laughs> it's a cool format. I like it. It's a good show. Empowered. Yeah. Check it out. And yeah, we, we have like the Fancy Bat podcast network thing. Collaborative right. podcasters who like to work together and are trying to help people figure out how to make their own podcasts as well sometime in the future. A lot of these shows are, are pretty guest friendly and like I feel like it's a lot easier to start your own podcast once you've at least been a guest on someone else's. Like you know that hey, this technology is really not that complicated. Like, I've already done it once before. Um, I know how to kind of present myself in front of a podcasting audience, and now I can start my own show. It's it's an empowering feeling. Yeah. Yes. Oh, very, very nice. Ah, uh, 
Yeah, I, wow. uh, a little feather in my cap is that uh, Dan actually started his podcast because he was inspired by my podcast. Wow. And because he got the experience of going on my podcast a few times as our resident horror expert. That's so yeah, it's, it's really not that hard at all. Yeah, that is the first place I ever heard him was, uh, might have been, maybe Vampire Hunter D. Did you guys cover that? We we can, we covered Helsing. Helsing, that's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. That, that actually cool just episode. won our, uh, that actually just won our best, uh, Best episode of the year uh, award oh. that we awarded to ourselves. <laughs> that was a good episode. <laughs> anyway, so we're all gathered here today to talk about Shonen and to build a theme park based on it. And this is like a whole genre. That's like if you said you wanted to make action movie theme park. Like that's a yeah. huge undertaking. And I asked you like, do you want to limit it by like publisher or like only things that were in Shonen Jump magazine? And you're like, oh, yeah, whatever. Yeah, uh, if I may. I, uh, you know, I, I came to anime like many other people when I was, uh, a youth, mm. um, and I was watching Toonami. And so, you know, I got stuff like Dragon Ball Z and, you know, also stuff like Zoids, but let's just ride right past that part. The toys were cool. Um, <laughs> well, they weren't, but. Some of the haircuts okay. were cool. <laughs> uh, and what I found after watching Dragon Ball Z is like, this is the coolest thing in the world. My life is now about this. It was only until like much later that anime became a little bit more mainstream and my my uh, perception kind of exploded outward and I saw a ton of things that were like Dragon Ball Z but not like Dragon Ball Z. What I found is that many people like a fraction of shonen anime and don't explore outward. And what I kind of want with this theme park is be like, oh, you like, you know, mech anime or superhero anime? Try sports anime. Try, you know, gambling anime. Try try anything that's in that blanket term because there's a lot of stuff to like. Absolutely. It's a huge genre. Like, that always bothers me when people are like, oh, I don't like anime. I My instinct is to say anime, by the way. So just getting that out of the way. I'm not trying to be pretentious or anything. My, my instincts are animu, so... <laughs> So I'm probably going to go back and forth on those two terms. Mm -hmm. I do think advocating for saying anime is a good thing to do, but whatever. Um, it doesn't really, mm -hmm. really make a big difference. So I, I, um, it's a huge genre, right? It covers like so many different types of things. It's created for all these different demographics. It is not one thing. It's not all Dragon Ball Z and Pokemon. There are yeah, so but... many niche, bizarre things you can get into. And even if you like just watching, you know, Food Network, if that's the only TV you ever watch is Food Network... Try they're Food Wars. For you. Like, there's so many yeah. cool anime you can watch that there's, are going to follow your passions. Historically, it was uh, manga that was aimed at male youths in Japan. Yeah, but, that's what the word shonen means. It's like comics yeah. for boys. Yes, I can see you also read the Wikipedia. Thing. I read the Wikipedia. It's a good Wikipedia. <laughs> I've read it before. Wiki. Because there's this weird pattern. Um, just a point of information, I'm nearly 30 years old. Um, but almost all my creative projects tend to fall into the shonen category and i'm starting to figure out that like that's just kind of who i am i think i don't think it's it's anything to do with me being like a weirdo or anything or being obsessed with that genre because i don't watch a ton of shonen they call them weebs <laughs> but i think biologically weeb, weeb is the terminology there's something you're in my for. dna there's a little bit of uh <laughs> yeah something in there that just makes me want to create more things in the shonen category um so that should that category think about like the stereotypical things that boys are interested in, um, especially yeah. young boys. It's like ages 12 to 18 is what the Wikipedia article says. Um, you, know, you get a lot of power fantasy. You've got a lot fantasy. of sports. You yep. get some uh, military kind of kind of like band of brothers sort of um, 
you know, camaraderie things going on. Um, perfection of the self, uh, you know, striving to be better, exploration, adventure. It encompasses so many different kinds of things. And I think that's the reason why all my creative works tend to be in that space is like I'm kind of a, my soul is the soul of an educator. And a lot of those things are about like self-empowerment, um, working as a team, you know, improving yourself, overcoming obstacles. Like they're just kind of things that like exciting pieces of inf of media that are supposed to inspire people tend to do. Like those things all kind of fit in the shonen category more than like the shoujo category, which is comics for girls, um, you know, which tend to be more about like family connections, relationships. There's like kind of drama, whereas you don't really see a ton of drama in shonen. It's a lot more like action oriented. There's a lot more tension, fun, certainly. Yeah, you're right. But like those it's Dragon not Ball Z drama. episodes that are, you know, 10 episodes of a single fight. It's like, who's going to win? Oh, no, it's really got close this time. Let's see if it gets closer next episode. <laughs> yeah, you're never having too many, like, heart-to-heart, -heart, you know, yeah. uh, soap opera type of moments with uh, with Shonen. I think that the demographic historically does not have a lot of patience for it. Yeah. Um, but there are a lot of things that it does do well. Absolutely. That's totally true. And, and that's what we're here to celebrate is uh, yes. the good parts of Shonen. Yeah. Do you mind if I ask you like what your uh, history or yeah. experience with Shonen in general is? Sure. Um, I hope I didn't just like, no, take great. over your podcast I, I'm there. I'm wondering if, if Pokemon is considered a Shonen Absolutely. anime. Probably. Um, it's not it's probably in like a like, subcategory of Shonen, yeah. but it hits the marks of like improvement right there with the, the evolution stuff. Teamwork. And battling and, you know, to be the best. world spanning adventure, mm. all of that. So true. So probably Pokemon. I was like obsessed with that as soon as I heard about it. I was like, Pokemon is my, my life now. Um, <laughs> and from then, I would just go to the video store and anything that kind of looked like Pokemon, I would rent. So that's how I found out about like My Neighbor Totoro. And like, I would just get anything that was anime um, that they would allow me to check out. Um, so yeah, that only got into some weird uh adult themes a few times generally it was family friendly stuff i was like consuming but that's pretty much how i got into it and then like you said with toonami you know i got super into dragon ball z that's um, where it began for me yeah i liked cowboy bebop a lot i liked oh my gosh tenchi muyo i was all about that show um, dude we did an episode on tenchi muyo and we were both like this is audacious in the best way i think that episode might have been one of the ones that made me want to reach out to you guys because I like felt like I connected That's so with cool. you. Yeah, because um, I always loved that show. Uh, it's not it's not the best show ever, but I do think there's a lot of interesting <laughs> no. things there for like I don't know people who are like liking like I'm figuring out that I like girls and this guy has a bunch of girls in his life and it's like you can kind of explore like what different types of girls are like and I don't know there was something about that like part of my life that was starting to figure out like hey, girls are kind of cool. Um, they're not as icky as I used to believe. Yeah, they're not aliens like I've been, you know, taught <laughs> by every piece of media I've ever encountered. Including Tenchi Muyo, though. I guess that defeats Inclu Including. <laughs> There's a lot of alien it, ladies. Yeah, uh, that was a shoot. slow learning curve there. Um, <laughs> point of order, Tenchi Muyo is not quite shonen. No. It's also not quite sinin. There's sinin being a, you know, manga or comics for adult men right. uh, as opposed to young men. Um, so there's a, a difference between them, but it was also very heavily focused on comedy rather than anything more serious. Yeah, so, and I think a lot of, of Shonen has a lot of comedy as well, and maybe that's yeah. the, the Shonen part of the show so, is the comedy. There's a little yeah. bit of, like, combat and, like, you know, learning new abilities and stuff, and that's pretty Shonen. 
Well, my, my the, the only thing I wanted to point out is that like we're going to be talking about some stuff that you might not think is shown in, but there's like a there's a Venn diagram there mm. that you kind of have to consider. Totally, very true. I mean, that's like it's it's like trying to categorize something as being like young adult fiction. It's like some of the most popular books of all time are are young adult fiction. Like all that means is there's not going to be anything too hardcore or graphic in right. it. Right. But it can still be an incredible story and cover, like, the most amazing things and really depressing things and really exciting things or whatever, whatever you're into. It can still yeah, be categorized and as, as anybody, And as any, like, you know, mid-30-something who has read Hunger Games or Harry Potter knows, just because something is for young adults or for, you know, ostensibly children does not mean that it, you can't get anything out of it. Right. Absolutely. And there's tons of stuff that goes over the kids' heads anyway when they're young that they'll only realize when they go back and read it later. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, that, I deal with that all the time on the Carton cast. You totally, know, that's kind of the watch whole Hey Arnold and she's like, oh, this is bizarre. And then like <laughs> years later, we're like, oh, this is about a parental abandonment. This is awesome. Right, right. That's kind of my perspective of Tenchi Muyo after like, you know, listening to your guys' podcast and like going back to some of the VHS tapes. I'm like, I think this was a, me liking this because I was starting to like girls. I think that's why I was into this show so much. Because yeah. it was like, I've never seen a show like this. You know, this isn't like Dragon Ball Z. No one's just like, people aren't just fighting each other all the time. There are big cosmic threats and there are enemies to fight. But episode to episode, it's largely about interpersonal relationships and stuff. Yeah. So yeah, I didn't really no, notice true. that. It's just like a framework yeah. is, is, is offered by that other, that other stuff, but it's really about relationships. We've only done basically two anime-related episodes in the past, which I guess Pokemon would be a third. But Yu-Gi-Oh! and Dragon Ball Z, I think those both fit pretty squarely into the shonen category. So maybe we could find some way to like incorporate them, or these this park would be in between those two parks or something like that. I'm I'm excited to hear what you brought to the table because just the concept of covering a whole genre is like, well, I know I can bring to the table the things I'm really interested in, but there's so much shonen out there. It's hard to it's true. condense it all into a uh, yeah single thing. Yeah, I I totally agree. Um, what you got? So, well, maybe we should start with like. Uh, so I I was kind of thinking of like some of my favorite kind of like family fun parks like like fun center kind of things with like batting cages and stuff yeah and then i was realizing a whole subcategory of shonen is sports anime Sports anime, yay that's really cool and that yeah. is that's a very shonen genre like the sports anime yeah that that's to a t oh absolutely so that's really cool because i mean and that is something that our target mo- our audience which is you know, boys between 12 and 18. Yeah, there's like Haikyuu and Slam Dunk and Swim. And I mean, I a shield. ton of them are getting... Yeah, yeah I Shield 21. Mm-hmm. There's a ton of them. My personal... Okay, so hang on. I need to di- digress a little bit. Let's do it. My favorite anime, maybe of all time, uh, is called Hajime no Ippo. It is about boxing. Wow. And I became kind of an amateur, some on-again, off-again kind of boxer. Like, I joined my local YMCA to learn boxing because I like the anime so much. So like that's how influential it was. Dude, that is a good point actually that that the shonen genre is supposed to kind of show characters aspiring to be better and in doing yeah. that and showing that process you get the audience to kind of be better because Dragon Absolutely. Ball Z is what convinced me to take taekwondo when I was a kid. <gasps> Like that's super cool. Yeah, that's really funny. Um, I was trying to find your Facebook picture. Your Facebook picture is like you being like it's a real boxing. boxer man yeah. and everything. Like it's a I'm real. In, thing, I'm in guys. a gym. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, center, center. Uh, it was uh, Center Square in uh, Boston back when I went there. Huh. Uh, shout out to my coach Jamie. I hope his ACL is better. <laughs> oh, I know. Of he, course. he was in. 
he's in a slow uh, slow car collision, so that, that <laughs> tore his uh, shoulder up pretty good as well. So hopefully ah. he's doing better on all the injury fronts. But yeah, I, yeah I, you know, I just I loved it so much. Um, in any case, like I, I want to import it, import, impose, Invite? import. Yeah, import. Yeah, import. that's fine. Yeah, like, yeah. like sure. from a from a server or whatever. I want to import the ideals of wanting to be better into the people participating in the park. So let's say you go into the park and you go to like a batting cage or. You know, you go in in front of like a soccer net or a tennis thing. Um, what I was thinking is, you know how there's so many of those parks that you have the roller coasters that kind of like take the pictures as you're going through the final like dip or whatever. Yeah. And you can put that on a mug or something. How cool would it be if you if they like if there was maybe some sort of like computer algorithm to clip out like the best 10 seconds of you doing it? And then use like a bunch of techniques to just like punch up the footage of it, you know, like make explosion sounds wow. come out of it, yeah. make like a bunch of cool <laughs> slow motion and like lens flares. That's you know? really cool. So are there like batting cage type of things like little practice areas where you can like show yeah. off your skills and like you're being filmed during that, like that action scene, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. That's really yeah, I, I think so. Yeah. We had a similar idea on the uh, Survivor episode that your brother was on actually where like kind of filming like the the really high intensity parts and then making like a super cut like a montage for you to take mm -hmm. home uh you know exit through the gift shop and pick yours up um yeah. that's a pretty sweet idea it matches with the sports uh sports anime genre wow mm -hmm. that's and, really you know cool. it, wouldn't, it wouldn't even be that hard to you know think of what is your favorite sports anime look like let's say you liked slam dunk and you really liked a lot of the choreography that was president present in it you know maybe there's a maybe the clip of you kind of you know dribbling with the basketball and then shooting you know maybe they add a lot of the stuff that is specific to that show yeah and you know you have a bunch of people guarding around the image of you trying to get to the uh trying to get to the hoop even though you know you didn't you didn't have to run around anyone when you were trying to get to the hoop but like it just fills it in in post so That's it makes it really look cool. like a really tense exchange. Yeah. And on like the the creative side of it, they can just kind of have little clips from either the the anime, if any of these shows were actually made into like a series, or just kind of the art style from the manga and yeah. just superimpose that over the video. Like I'm sure they'd be able to streamline that process and that workflow really quickly to kind of ask the the park guests, you know, what are, what's your favorite sports anime? Or maybe even if you're just in the basketball area, you're going to be getting some slam dunk references in your yeah. video. That's awesome, man. That's really cool. And it, it could even be like a free thing, um, you know, just like a social media friendly type of thing. We could be just share this file with you instead totally. of you have to buy the DVD or whatever because no and, one even and has think DVD of how good Think of how good that would be for advertising. Like just, oh, yeah. you know, you get to the end of your, you know, slam dunk session or whatever and you go to the thing and they're like hey do you want to put this up on facebook here's how cool you look i'm starting to think we could just expand the sports anime part into its own theme park and then just we like probably, have, have all the I like sports teams could. come in like because instead of going on like a you know school trip to a museum or something it's like well our soccer team went to you know sports anime land and then we played soccer and like you could actually have real sporting events there as well as like yeah. fun interactive you know arcade type experiences which would be really cool, too, you know, instead of having, like, a little carnival game where you, you know, throw a ball at something. It's like, well, you kick a soccer ball at the thing instead, and now it's a soccer arcade game. Yeah, wow. that's true. That's pretty rad. So, yeah, that could be a whole theme park in and of itself, but I feel like you could kind of copy and paste those concepts to all the different sports 
and then we can like kind of be done with that part i guess that sounds really cool though is there other stuff for sports anime in particular you wanted to add um i mean there's you know there there are um the only other thing i was thinking and it's simply because you know i'm such a big fan of boxing um is i was thinking you know doing kind of like a punch out situation like a a a kind of video arcade sort of deal yeah where you know you put on the headset and you know you do the regular punch out stuff you see somebody coming at you you try to duck out of the way counter them you know just regular punch out but with like a, a vr helmet and then same punch up effects afterwards you 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 know you can see everybody can see what you saw and you know you could put you can either you know show it exactly as it was or you can put a bunch of crazy special effects in there with like motion blurs and stuff whoa yeah and being in vr you know you've got like uh some kind of hand some kind of controller on your hand so it knows where your hands are so you could just like kind of attach you know like a ping pong ball on there and then it's basically a mocap suit that you're wearing already that's sweet you don't even i mean especially with one-on-one kind of martial arts stuff there's no reason that you can't just you know box or fence or joust another person on the you know in a different place because if if it's if if they are (laughs) You know, if they're moving in a certain way, yeah. you can just, you know, that can be what's in your VR. That and so you really can cool. be boxing someone who's, like, right next to you, but yeah. it looks like it's right in front of you. Wow. That would be really cool. That's super cool. Yeah, that would totally work technology-wise. It would just work for fencing. It would work person. for, like, jousting. You could, you know, you could do whatever you wanted, really. Wow. Yeah, that's rad. I love that. That's super cool. <laughs> it doesn't work as well for team sports or like, you know, ball-based sports where it's like someone actually has to catch this ball. It can't just be in VR. But for those yeah. other kinds of like more independent or not, even, not team-based sports, ind- individual sports, there's a word. Individual sports, that. yeah. Yeah. Those, <laughs> that would work for almost all of those. That's super cool. The video editor in me is super excited about, like, I want to get a job in the video department at this place, <laughs> like, moving, like making all those, like, um, you know, anime-style motion lines going everywhere and, like, cropping out the background and just having, like, lines go diagonally across the screen. Like, that, that would just make everything look so cool and so anime. I, you Maybe they, there's a workstation there, like, okay, here's your raw footage. Oh, How yeah. do you want to make it cooler? Right. And they'll have, the like, kind of a... Photoshop-esque, like, suite of options. Like, give me some motion blur. Give me some of this. Slow mode this part. Speed this part up. Do some, like, adrenaline time. You could totally make this kind of like a, you know, baby's first editing station kind of thing. And that could even be, like, an app if we're trying to get, like, some some free marketing. You know, Mm -hmm. if it's... You just advertise this app to, you know, kids who play high school basketball. And then they can, like, edit their own footage to, like, you know, look... Like a, I don't know, slam dunk or whatever. I want to talk about arcade. Let's do it. We're going to have an arcade here, you know, your classic dream machine or or what have you. Yeah. Um, Ski ball and uh, a bunch of lights and tickets and the like. That's our our standard setting. That's our template. Mm. How do we punch it up into a shonen arcade? Uh, I think there's a lot of different ways you can do that. Um, I think the game should be more skill-based than the traditional arcade which tends to have some some luck or just, uh, I don't know. Some of the things are like, if you study this thing super meticulously, you'll get good at it. Like the game where you have to like stop the lights when it's right in the little mm-hmm. zone. Like, it's not, it is a skill, but it's not like a fun skill. It's, it's not just like a, a reflex skill. challenge, really. Right. 
but you do have to like study that and put a lot of time and effort into it, which is kind of a shonen thing. Generally, shonen is, is something that looks more interesting. Um, although there are shonen that are very meticulous, like about the the game Go. It's like there's not a ton of yeah. cool action shots going on, but you can show you can tell that these people are getting better and putting a lot of effort into this, and like it's still an interesting narrative arc to show them get better and then fail and succeed and all that stuff. So the uh, just getting rid the, of the there's... random games, I guess. Yeah, I, I think that that's a good move. I think that the most interesting thing to me when we were when we were researching the show Slam Dunk for our podcast, uh-huh. Zane and I both kind of realized that, like simultaneously realized that you know all the club based animes that are in Japan because there's a huge like club culture like after school club. Oh, you're part of the archery club. That's what you do. That's you know your we life. Are. Yeah. Um, there's a huge culture over there for that, and I hadn't seen that because it's not as big of a deal in the West. So. Mm-hmm. Being exposed to that made me want to play Go. It made me want to like watch more anime about these more mundane things. Totally. Which which leads me into um, something that I think you might maybe be aware of. I'm not sure. Are you familiar with any like gambling anime I or manga? I there's one I watched one episode of, and it was just too fan servicey for me. But um, oh, no. you're talking about uh, like Kakeguri or something like that? I think so. It's like that is like a school that's like about gambling. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. I I agree. Um my friend recommended me that and I was like that's a little too much fan service for my for my tastes. Yeah. Um, I just I I literally have like a list saved somewhere of like of anime with zero fan service cuz I just yeah. like especially being someone who like teaches high school. It's like I can it's not okay to talk I about know, an anime I that know. has oh, fan service in it. It's like the nastiest thing ever. In any case. Yes. A gambling anime that I would recommend to you is called Kaiji Ultimate Survivor. Okay. Which the opening arc is he is like millions of yen in debt and he has a chance to wipe the debt clean by going on a ship, like a cruise ship, uh-huh. and meeting a bunch of other people who have defaulted on their debts. And if you can beat like two thirds of the contestants and you don't like if you like make it to the final elimination round or whatever and like win, um, like one third of the people who go there, their what debt is wiped clean. The rest of them go to weird slavery internships like to work like hard labor for the rest of their lives wow it's so tense yeah and the entire concept of that one is that you have is that our main character um the game is called like unrestricted rock paper scissors and everyone's given three copies of rock three copies of scissors three copies of paper and they just you know single elimination once you're out of cards you better have won five games and if you didn't you know you're out Wow. And it's so intense. There's so much mind games going on. There's like this crazy economic subplot of like, well, what if we buy up all of the scissors? Yeah. Then we'll know certainly that it's going to either be paper or rock and we can totally play paper on everyone and they won't be able to do anything to us. Whoa. And like, you know, like all these factions form up and it's all about rock, paper, scissors, That's dude. That's amazing. It's wow. so cool. Yeah. I, I totally recommend it even though it's like a slow paced anime, but it's really awesome. <laughs> I would love to see something like mild gambling. Like you, uh-huh. you buy, you know, maybe with your entry, you get like 10 tokens or something like that. And you can do like poker or, um, you know, I, I don't want to like it, turn it into kind of like a casino type of thing. Yeah. Cause that would be gross, but <laughs> sure. you know, I don't want to, I don't want to be exploitative here, but I think that there is a lot of cool stuff in the genre that would be a lot of fun to try to emulate. Yeah, in games that are mostly skill-based, like poker, like you said, that totally fits in with the the shonen 
archetype. I think that would work really well. That's super cool. And like yeah. that's there's a lot of uh, shows that are like about card games and about stuff like that because strategizing and you know um, building like a better deck, all that kind of stuff. Those are common tropes because they're all about self improvement and mastery, and those all fit in there. I think that's really cool. The rock paper scissors thing, I wasn't expecting to get into, but that could be a really cool. Like doing a tournament of rock paper. It's scissors? extremely cool. Yeah. That, like, don't take my word for it. Go check this anime out and make your to. like. Yeah. Yeah, because it's, it's super interesting. It's such a unique concept, and it's right. executed so well. And it's like, it's as shonen as you can make a gambling anime. Like when somebody flips over a card, they like grab it, and there's like motion blur, and they like <laughs> throw the card on the table, and the table like gets like this impact sense of like. Yeah. <sighs> Oh, I love that. And, like, that. smoke comes out. It's so cool. <laughs> That's awesome. Now they Dude. roll dice, and all the dice roll in super slow-mo and, like, spin on the corner of a die and then, like, land on a six, and you're like, oh! That's really cool. I think trying to add some of those live effects would be really cool, too. Like, you can't do slow motion in, you know, real life, obviously, but doing those kinds of things when you can, and if it's in an arcade, you know, maybe part of it is, like, on a video screen... And so you can then you could do slow motion and like add the lines in the background and all that kind of stuff. But you know, doing like cool little like strobe lights or like launch out some like fog machine stuff whenever something cool happens, that's awesome. Yeah. Do that for sure. Yeah. Oh, that's great. One thing that would be good that you couldn't necessarily do, you know, in the sports section would be like a racing thing. Like mm-hmm. a you know, they have like that Daytona five hundred or whatever racing game that you see in a bunch of like uh you know side of the road pizza places or whatever yeah i think that that could be a really cool like head-to-head thing you like you could like see like a miniature version of yourself with what like kind of like whatever costume effects you want on the screen in that car along with somebody else and you know you could totally glam these up have like motion stuff in the seat that you're sitting in so like maybe someone tries to like bump you off the road and it like jostles your seat if you like hit a pothole or something like that yeah so just like a super high-end racing game competitive racing game Mm -hmm. that's really cool and that can be based on like initial d like there are some shonen shows that are i guess that that's mostly shonen um that are racing based for sure um there's even one i can't think of the name of it but it's a show about uh racing trains and they made a video game of it where it's like this really high intensity train racing game. So it's just two trains <laughs> on two tracks going next to each other. But like watching, I think it was on like Summer Games Done Quick or something like that. They were playing this game, like doing like, really? a speed run of a train racing game based on some anime, like really strange anime about just racing. You know, I've really thought that, you know, awesome. Thomas the Tank Engine could really use a gritty <laughs> reboot these days. A gritty reboot. I think we're, I think we're due. <laughs> That's awesome. That's so weird. Uh, yeah, super weird. But a lot of shonen anime does that. Like they're like, here's this super strange concept. You know, rock paper scissors on a cruise ship to get yourself out of debt, and then they take it really seriously, and they have like this interesting character progression. It's, it's played so straight. <laughs> yeah, that's what I love about the genre. Is like on paper, usually it's really dumb, and then you watch and you're like, this is the most compelling piece of art I've ever witnessed. <laughs> it is true. Yeah, like it's all in the presentation. You yeah. Know? Baseball can seem like the most dumb, boring thing in the world, and if you're me, it certainly does. Yes. But you punch it up enough, you put in enough, like, kind of high-stakes situation stuff behind it, you give it compelling characters and a lot of special effects that just work. Right. Like, that work on you in a very, like, 
fundamental kind of tug at your adrenaline gland way, then like there's nothing you can't do with this genre. Right. Like watching sports on TV is boring to most people, I think, or a lot of people. But if you add character, you add story, you add special effects, like, yes, I want to watch that. I will watch, you know, every sport game every week if it was like that. But yeah. it's not in our reality, but it is in the in show. In the theme park. park. Yeah. yeah, every summer. So back mm-hmm. when we did our Mega Man episode, which that is a little bit shonen. I realize it's a video game first, and they but they did make a there's an anime similarities, anime. but there's some similarities, right? In the character progression and all that kind of stuff, strategy, mm-hmm. yada yada yada. But in that episode, yeah. we allowed people to customize their avatar a lot and kind of like upgrade their gear and get different, you know, customizations. That's true. And stuff. But that was mostly through VR. I don't think this one should be like all in VR like that. However, no, I, I don't think any of it should be. Yeah, I wanted to low tech this thing as much right. as we could, except for maybe some of the sports things that we were talking about. Maybe the like sports the things, out. but that's just video editing. Yeah, exactly. But if you could have like an avatar or like some kind of virtual representation of yourself, with maybe maybe even it's just got like skill like attributes that you're upgrading as you like physically get better at playing basketball. You know, you increase your accuracy, you increase your speed. So those kind of like Dungeons and Dragons type stats. Oh, interesting. Something like that to, to kind of show the progression. Because, hmm. I don't know, a lot of these shows, like you can tell the people are getting better as they go through the series. Like season to season, they're getting better at their skills. Um, they're growing up a little bit. I think we want to try to mirror that in a very short term. So I don't know. It's hard to kind of show that physically, but maybe with the digital little virtual avatar, it might work out. I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? How do we show progression within a one-day visit to a theme park? Honestly, I don't know if you do. Yeah, maybe you don't need to. Because, uh, and not to like, you know, just dismiss your idea out of hand or anything, but uh-huh. like, I don't want somebody to come in and be like, I'm just going to grind out all day. I'm going to, you know, stay in this one area and just beat, beat up slimes for 10 hours before I level up. I, uh-huh. I don't want that kind of experience. What I want is for a person to come in here and be like, Hey, that's a thing I know. Oh, well, I'm right. out, all out of like battle tokens or whatever. Let's see what else is here. Yeah. Oh, I can box someone else who's in the room and not worry about getting punched in the face. <laughs> That sounds great. Yeah. Oh, there's this whole other world for me. So so maybe maybe don't actually, you know, maybe maybe don't actually improve in like kind of a, a leveling up capacity. Uh-huh. But one thing that you could do to kind of incorporate the well, maybe not like the the progression part of it, but just like the you want everyone to feel like a cool shonen protagonist in this, uh-huh. right? So I mean, why not have like a dress up area? Where sure. you can kind of customize, you you can either like bring your own stuff in and pretend like cosplay essentially, you know, bring your, like try to be you know a cool anime anime guy if you want. Like I know I've had days like that where I <laughs> I want really weird spiky hair and a bunch of bling. Oh yeah. Um, you can totally like I don't see any reason that you can't just like have like this kind of costume area where you can like kind of plug and play and and you know try on a bunch of like different fashion things and you know look the way that you want to look wow. in in a shonen setting. Honestly, that's very empowering to me. Um, I think so. I think that's really cool because I think a lot of people, like, they watch anime or whatever, and they're like, these people look really cool. Why can't I look like that? It's like, I just look like a dude. Maybe yeah. you, look, you look super weird if you, like, go full anime in your appearance, but if you have some never people who... Never go full anime. They <laughs> never go full anime. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but if you had some, like, professional stylists who are, like, 
we can kind of take a little bit of the anime thing. Like, it's almost like a, oh crap, there's a term for it. Um, it's a thing that I really like. People do this when they go to a lot of Disney theme parks, where instead of going full cosplay, they wear an outfit inspired by this person that uses the same color schemes as them, but it's like huh. modern fashion that the average person can wear. I've never heard of this. There's a really cool, there's a, it's a cool thing. It's a whole thing. It's a very Pinterest-y, YouTube-y type yeah. of deal. But doing something like that, where it's like, you don't have to wear Goku's actual shirt, but you can kind of represent that you really love Dragon Ball Z in this way. Like, here are some of our yeah. our outfits that you could wear or whatever. Give me, like, a bandana with Capsule Corp logo yeah. on the on the thing. And, and I would wear too. that. You don't want to just full cosplay. Like, I am not Luffy from One Piece. I just really like that show, and I'm my own shonen protagonist here. Because I think it'd be weird if you see, um, I don't know, Captain Ginyu playing baseball it's like it's, uh maybe not captain ginyu but like you know maybe someone with say an armor or like yeah. a straw hat or right. say an armor and a straw hat <laughs> yes like if no, no like let, let's let's empower people to feel cool the way they want to feel cool sure. like let's not body shame let's not you know make anyone beholden to a standard of one type of shonen thing like this is a celebration of all different shonen properties mm. whatever you think looks cool you know, if you want a vampire cape and Kamina sunglasses, then by God, you should have a vampire cape and Kamina sunglasses, and no one should tell you that you don't look cool. Amen. Put that on a you shirt. You know, yeah, honestly. Yeah, no, like, seriously, I think that's totally true. Shonen, I, Shonen Planet. Yeah. You should feel cool. <laughs> that's, I feel that's that, the that, tagline. That's kind of the way that I think 75% of anime conventions are. It's like, everyone's like, I know I don't look totally cool to the average person, but to everyone here, really like, this is them. awesome. Yeah. yeah. So, I don't know. I, I think that's totally great. In, be, encouraging people to be them, their shonen version of themselves and, like, not to be afraid of that or whatever. Dude, that's it, It's also kind of like a... It's also a really good, like, self-checking mechanism because you're never going to make fun of somebody for dressing a certain way in this park because you also look like the biggest tool in the world. Right. Like, everybody does. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Hopefully. Like, you think that you look cool, but you yeah. know no one else thinks you look cool. You look like right. a bunch of like nonsense pasted together and spat onto a thirteen-year-old nervous kid. <laughs> you know, like I don't. You're, you're never going to pretend that you are cooler than anyone else at this park. Oh, that's really good. <laughs> um, that's what I think. I think that's awesome. On, on the topic of uh, the thing I said earlier about like the training for a long time and like leveling mm -hmm. up. I think it's because yeah. that's that's usually a part of the show that like does happen, but it's usually like right. be behind the scenes or like between episodes. It's like, yeah. oh man, I've been training for thirteen hours. Now something interesting happens. Like you don't necessarily have to show that to have that progress. And I do think a part of the shonen genre is self discipline and training, but that's not the fun part. Like that's not what you want in the like abridged version of the series. So right. yeah, you're totally right to just skip that and like let's assume you've been practicing this for a long time. And here's you being awesome at this thing, and then move on to the next thing. Because, yeah, people are here to have fun, not to, like, actually get good at a thing, necessarily. Yeah, you're, you're just here to emulate. Like, any... Mm. It's play. It, it's play. Yeah. It's play, and it's fantasy. And we should treat it like that, you know? I, I don't want to go to a, into a place, and I don't want to ever go into a theme park and think that something is expected of me. I want to go into a theme park yeah. and see possibilities, and then enact on those possibilities Rad. that's what i want yeah that's awesome yeah i love that thank you thank you cool where uh, where do you think we should go from here do you want to go 
mech, martial arts, um, adventure. There's so many like. Let's do adventure. Cool. Do you like can that. you think of any uh, adventure kind of I would anime say just to one, bring to mind? One Piece is the like one of the top ones that's popping into my mind for like an adventure yeah. series. There's a lot of like traveling, a lot of exploring new places, meeting new people. There's always new new characters on that show. Um, yeah. But There's, yeah, for, um, it's hard to represent an adventure in a way, I think. Aside I from, would, like, little vignettes. You know, like, each ride. Like, you could have a roller coaster that's like, represents an adventure. But I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I, so, I, I'm, I'm thinking of stuff like uh, Full Metal Alchemist. I feel uh-huh. like it kind of has, like, kind of a world-traveling, kind of yeah. noble giant quest sort uh, of thing. Or, or Hunter hack. x Hunter. Yeah, true. Dot Hack is a weird example that I don't know how to incorporate. <laughs> Me neither. It's um, a cool. It's a cool idea. Dragon Ball. I think that maybe the original series was very adventurous. Uh, original series, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I think maybe this is a good like, kind of wide open area for you to just kind of like wander and explore and not know what's going to be around the next corner. Like yeah. maybe don't have maps of this area. Oh, cool. Like you would certainly have like kiosks and like you know be given like a little button that's like I'm lost. I need someone to help me out. But. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't want anyone to know what's around the next corner in That's this area. Awesome. It could be kind of like a big wooded area, kind of uh, kind of like explorative or zoo or concrete jungle or whatever. Yeah, and are, do you think it's like a mashup of different shows? Like, are you encountering scenes and characters from different specific shows? Or is it all just kind of general tropes of, you know, like, here's uh, some monsters you have to fight, here's uh, a labyrinth you have to explore, that kind of stuff? I, I was thinking more like, a bunch of different biomes that uh-huh. you have to explore. Yeah. So maybe there's a cave one, you know, with like a lot of twists and turns. And then maybe there's like a quote unquote ice level with like, you know, you're not going to have ice everywhere, but you're definitely going to have like stuff that looks like glacial structures and you have to, you know, be able to navigate around, uh, about around like a bunch of stalactites coming out of the. Cool. Ceiling. S- Shit. Tights come out. Yeah. Tights come down. Might go up. I yeah. think. Right. <laughs> I'm pretty okay. sure because the T in tights goes down. Uh, I, always thought, I haven't done enough research. <laughs> me neither, but I the thought... Tea, wait, the T has, like, what? A pointy... It, it comes down, whereas the M, the M has, like, parts that go up. Um, Mites <laughs> come from the ground. Tights come from the ceiling. So Okay, okay. And should we borrow yeah. the uh, infrastructure from the Mega Man theme park for this, where there's, like, obstacle courses with some moving parts and that kind of stuff? I don't or is know. it a slower like, pace kind of thing? I, I don't think that I need moving parts for this. Okay. Like, I feel like this can be kind of a chill, let's just explore a thing in a, like, yeah. a jungle gym type of setting. Cool. And if we want, then we can just stay on the path and look at all of it. Like, maybe if there are adults accompanying their kids, they'll be like, eh, you, you go run around in Magma Pit or, you know, you know, uh, uh, Factory Zone. Uh, we'll, we'll just stay here and drink our coffee. I like that. And then that. they go around in, like, kind of like a, a jungle gym type of thing. And yeah you know, see a bunch of bunch of stuff that they might recognize from an anime or maybe just stuff that looks like it's from an anime and meet other kids who are like, whoa, we're in a cool, you know, lava lair. Look at that giant monster thing. I wonder what's behind him. So just, I've got an idea. Exploration, yeah. What if we kind of combine like a walkthrough exhibit, like um, basically kind of like a remix of like a children's museum. So there's an area where you're walking through this town from whatever show from fairy tale and then you get to a part that's like 
like a Ninja Warrior kind of thing. Like one obstacle, oh, you don't have to go down it. a great it. idea. I mean, it'd be cool to have like a thing the kids can go do to make forward progression through our like path. The adults can just kind of walk down the steps and then you get there and then you walk through another little biome that's from some specific show. And then there's another like fun Ninja Warrior thing that the kids can do. I think that's cool to kind of integrate it and keep everyone so they're not bored. Like here's a thing for people who love anime. Here's a thing for people who want to have some fun and then like back and forth and back and forth. What are you saying? Speaking of this would, this, this would be a good place for the uh, Naruto kind of to Oh to yeah. Happen, oh, that's right? really cool. Through the like jungle. You know, I feel like there's a lot of like forest action. That there's a lot of forested series. areas with like traps, Uh huh. you know, like, uh, like, oh, like cool. wire traps set up and a bunch of like, um, you could see like those kanji symbols on those pieces of paper or whatever, yeah. like put on trees or something oh, like that. Cool. What is another kind of anime that you wanted to take a look at? I really like mech stuff, um, but I don't know if this is technically shonen or not. The mech genre is broadly split into two categories, super robot and real robot. Real right. robot is more like... Military. Um, is, is, is more grounded in reality. Yeah. Um, so something like Big O is not, you know supernatural in any capacity even though people in that show see it as supernatural but something like the megazord is absolutely a super robot maybe we should have something that is kind of for the mech anime thing because you know uh, this this area is all about this this theme park is all about feeling like a cool person and yeah if that's, that's how true. you do it then yeah maybe we should allow for that Cool. I was just thinking, like, the the mech anime I really like are a little bit, I think, more too, like, mature, and, like, there's a lot of drama and somber episodes and loss and a lot of, like, uh, you know, like, just the, the Gundam series in general and oh, okay. Neon Genesis, like, those shows are pretty hardcore um, a lot of the time. Not, like, super bloody or a lot of, like, bad language, but it's, like, a lot about war. It's not really fun. No one really feels like the good guy. But there are a lot of shows. Ever... Dude, Voltron, uh, Gurren Logon, like you said, Zoids, sure, you oh, might not like okay. it, but <laughs> that's definitely, I think, Shonen, I would say. If it's not Shonen, it's a, clus- it's a, it's a cousin to Shonen. Yeah, it's definitely super robot anime, though. Okay, le- well, le- let's, let's think about how we could make that happen. Well, I've, I've been uh, toying around with doing either a Gundam, episode, or a Gundam episode of this show or Power Rangers for a while. Um, Power Rangers would be, be so much fun. I, I love that that franchise, man. Uh, if anyone wants to do an episode on Power Rangers, hit me up. But uh, oh, there. Okay, yes, Ben. Um, <laughs> Next so season. <laughs> I've been thinking about getting into the cockpit and then having everything be like a very um, not necessarily complicated, but like a game where every single person in that cockpit, because usually there's like five people in the cockpit. They all have to do something to make it go That's efficiently. That's so cool. I think it'd be fun. There's like, um, there's what a about computer like a, game like, like a stationary that. roller coaster type of thing. Pretty much, Maybe. yeah. You you feel like you're in the cockpit of the robot. And, you know, you can feel it like stand up, and you can feel it get knocked over, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, and but, there's like a thing on the side that's like whole breach, like sixty yeah. percent shields maintained. Everyone like, has their own monitors. The, you know, you, James, we got to get more thrust on the back. Uh, you know, there, on the back units. There is a They're like um, I'll try a computer party game that's like this, where it's basically based on like a Star Trek episode. So one mm-hmm. person is like kind of calling the shots, but they don't have all the information. 
the engineer has all the information about like the systems of the ship, but they don't know like anything about navigation. So like everyone has to like kind of be yelling things at each other and like sharing information so they can like quickly make a decision before something bad happens. Oh, so something that like, like the that, game Space Alert or something like that. I think that game. might be it. I feel like I don't remember. It's been I don't know ten years or eight. That, years that's or just a board game. I did some oh, computer really? game, but yeah. This is something I saw a long time ago. I don't know if it was on Kickstarter or what, but it seemed super awesome. Something like that, okay. but like lower stakes, like. I'm in charge of, you know, punching with the left arm. So when it's a good opportunity to punch with the left arm, I hit my button. And then yeah. someone else is like, you know, I'm in charge of the right leg, so I have to, like, take a step forward. And I know that, that not, really every, not every super robot anime is like that, but we can kind of adapt something kind of like that. Like, if it is based on Voltron or something like that, everyone kind of has their own area of expertise they need to, like, be focused on to work as a team. Yeah, I Children, think that that would be a really cool thing to do in like a, a stationary roller coaster type of sense so oh like yeah that, i don't know if there's a different way to do that that's what makes the most sense to me mm -hmm. um because you could have a screen in front of you and you could kind of feel whenever you take a big punch um i think that that would be really cool yeah and they do things kind of like that in some theme parks or at least they did when i was a kid where like you control your own mech and it was basically just a video game that everyone would yeah. play and it would kind of shake a little bit or whatever and that's good enough, honestly, for, for any of those mech that you control single person. That's basically sure. a video game, you know? You're, you're playing Armored Core or something. So have <laughs> something kind of like that. do the standard, like, punch-up treatment of it, like, every, uh, like, all the sports things that we were already talking about. You could, yes. like, look at the video of, like, what were you fighting afterwards and, like, view it from the side as opposed to from the front and, like, that's see really how cool, cool you guys looked. Did you ever watch G Gundam? I didn't watch any Gundam. So, okay, G Gundam was the one I really got into. It's the most shonen of them all. It's kind of like there's a giant robot representing each country, and then let's have a big <laughs> tournament to see who's, like, the king of the world or whatever. I kind of forget the plot. <laughs> that but sounds pretty shonen. Something like that. And so, but the way they control them is awesome. Um, and a lot of them, they're kind of sitting in a cockpit like someone who flies an airplane, right? They're just kind of pushing buttons, pulling levers. And this one they are in, like, a full body suit, and they just kind of, like, punch and kick, and whatever they do, the robot does too. So you have, like, this perfect synchronicity. I think that's where some of the ideas for, like, uh, Pacific Rim came from. Because yeah. it's just... Uh, but basically, Pacific it would work Rim with... Is a direct, yeah. uh, is a direct reference to mech genre. Yeah, to, oh, totally. To the, to the mech genre of anime. And I feel like the control thing, that was I've only ever seen that in G Gundam, where it's just the person does whatever they want to, and the robot does the exact same thing. So mm -hmm. having something like that, we could basically just take the exact same technology from the punching, the punching, uh, what was that game called? Punch out area <laughs> and do it again, but like reskin yeah. the character. And then like suddenly you're Absolutely. a mech instead of a person, but it feels the exact you same. Could, you could fight somebody else in an adjacent machine. It wouldn't be like <sighs> all that hard at that point. And that would look so cool. Like I'm punching a mech in the face. That'd be yeah. amazing. Especially if we could get licensing. You're, like, in, like, the right leg or something, and then, like, you see an opening, and you slam the button for, like, a roundhouse kick. Yeah. And you hear a kid, like, 20 <laughs> feet away go, like, oh, man! That's amazing, that? yes. And we need to, like, have everyone with a microphone and, like, a headpiece so you can hear the whole other team, like, screaming when you, like, do the cool you special. have to have a headpiece. It doesn't matter <laughs> if they're right there. You have to have a headpiece. Oh, yeah, it, it feels more real that way. Absolutely. It's all about feeling cool. Dude, that feels so cool to me. This is amazing. Yeah, good suggestion. Wow. Well, thank you. That's really good. What is your shirt? Oh, this is a shirt from the Geneseo Juggling Club. Geneseo okay. throws up. All right. <laughs> and you will notice there, if you can see it, a radical picture of 
a fly, a muscular fly on a unicycle. Juggling. Juggling clubs, yeah. yep. Totally, I And get it's that. very important that the fly has muscular pecs. Uh, Internet land, check this out. I Look see. at it's a, how muscly it's this fly is. Is is the throws up part, like, that's why it's a fly, because they, like, throw up when they land? Oh, okay. You said it was very important. You just mean stylistically it's it's yeah. clutch. Yeah. It, stylistically it's clutch, yes. <laughs> okay, cool. Agreement. And that's something we can train our employees, the, like, our stylists over at the Stylistic is clutch. Shop. That's what it says on the back of all their visors. It just says that you can see it like on the top of the uh-huh. visor. Stylistic is clutch. That's pretty good. It's a um, reminder. <laughs> I was thinking that another place to go to, which would be pretty fun, would be um, it, this is this is not a like super widely uh, expressed type of shonen, but it's one that was very important to me for a while. I really liked it, and I want to see more of it, which is the mystery kind of subsection of shonen yeah um such as a case closed which i think is technically sign-in but i still think that it's like uh i think the mystery aspect of like putting together the pieces and coming up with the clue coming up with the answer before anybody else is like is a very empowering type of thing and if you remove it from the context of case closed which is very depowering um what you have is like kind of you know, if you're figuring out a mystery and you can feel good about figuring it out before anybody else, you're kind of in a Sherlock situation. Mm-hmm. And it fits the metric of Shonen being something to make you feel cool. So I, I think that trying to do something like that, kind of doing deductive reasoning stuff would be really entertaining. That sounds super if it fun. Was, yeah. If it was done right. Right. And here's the idea I have for that. So many Shonen settings take place in a school, right? Yeah. You're always in a school. And nobody likes being in a school if it's actually to teach. Right. But everybody likes being in a school if it's not for taking classes. Yeah. Like, schools are just very atmospheric and can be tense. Um, And I was thinking maybe a good thing to do would be to have a school setting escape room. That's awesome. That's super cool. Where you have to have, like, you have to pick up on some clues to figure Mm -hmm. out, like, who this this bad guy is or whatever that's really yeah. cool yeah like and that. you could even do it like kind of like a i'm not sure if you would articulate it as just an escape room you could also maybe do like a train murder mystery type of thing mm-hmm. and uh you know maybe have one of like the the park employees kind of like playing a role or maybe even somebody else who volunteers for it playing a role you know it, wow. it really depends on what you're up for i don't know if you ever played the game betrayal at house on the hill yeah oh so that's awesome what i find what I have the most fun with is being the traitor, you know? Uh-huh. And at the beginning, no one knows you're the traitor, including you. Maybe you have something like that, where That's the clues cool. start pointing toward you, even though nobody told you ahead of time that you were going to be the bad guy. And then the tables turn, and you get to ham it up and like do like a villainous speech. That's really cool. I almost feel yeah. like that could be its own theme park, because it's like... <laughs> because it's not super empowering, kind of like you said. A lot of mysteries aren't that empowering, unless you're like... It's just role-play. Yeah, it's just role-play, but that is really cool. And, like, um, there's a game called 999. Um, it sounds familiar. It's it's very anime-inspired, and it's, like... Uh, it's very similar is to that, that like where there's... Is that, like, nine-person, nine-doors, nine-something? Yes, I think it's nine hours. I've heard of this. Yeah. Nine um, hours, yes. And that's a, a, in a trilogy of games, I think, but... Um, yeah, there's like a watch out for fireballs on it, which I think you like. <gasps> yeah. 
So maybe I didn't, that's know, that you, I didn't know that you listened to watch. Oh, absolutely, because of you guys, actually. Um, uh, oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, I love that show because that, I you like, know that's why we started podcasting yeah, is because we love them so much. That's what that was it. I was like complimenting your your uh, the skits you do at the beginning, and they're like, oh yeah, it's kind of like a thing. Watch out for fireballs does sometimes. And I'm like, oh, I'll listen to watch out for fireballs. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So. Because we were talking about the murder mystery thing. Right. Yeah, it's basically um, uh, no one seems to. Everyone claims like they've lost their memory. They don't know what's going on around them, and they just kind of wake up in this space, and they have to like solve a bunch of escape room types of puzzles. Mm-hmm. Um, but it turns out one of them is like the mastermind behind the whole thing. Oh, kind of like Cube. I don't know what that is. What's Cube? Cube is a whole. Uh, it's a whole trilogy of kind of like sci-fi horror movies. Um, mm-hmm. That is. Basically, the government constructed this elaborate torture device to pe- put a bunch of people in a room that is part of a gigantic cube of rooms, and they have to try to get out of it. It's basically just one gigantic escape room sequence. Yeah. Um, but one of them is basically in on the idea from the get-go. Cool. And there's, like, and I'm, I'm doing a terrible job of explaining it, but it's very cult classic stuff. Cool. Uh, the first cube is really cool cool if very strange and in a weird low budget kind of way um it's definitely worth a look because it's um i i think it will get the creative juices flowing if nothing else yeah when was it released uh, you know is it like oh, an man. old thing i feel like it's like maybe the first one happened in like the 80s or something oh, okay cool i can't remember that's that's I, a I, good sign for me that's awesome and there's a couple more that came out hypercube which uh ethan tells me is quite bad but i kind of enjoyed and then cube zero which is the third installment which apparently is good but i haven't seen it yet okay i'm gonna check that out too that's awesome (laughs) cool so i love escape rooms i definitely think they should be everywhere um there's one in the franklin museum that i haven't had a chance to check out yet. i've never actually been in an escape room but it it seems like really a lot of fun it's incredible it stimulates the brain in some very interesting ways like that's whenever we're on vacation i want to find an escape room and kind of see how that city does escape rooms there's That's escape so room cool. podcasts I listen to. It's it's really cool. It's definitely like something I would like to do at some point in the future. If I wasn't so passionate about education, I would be just going. I would just be opening an escape room in the next couple of years. Really? Yeah, they're super cool. There's not like a ton of shonen shows that are in just the mystery genre, but a lot of them do have like kind of mystery arcs or like. There's something There's mysterious going on. Some like psychological thriller elements to a yeah. lot of them that very well overlap with the mystery genre. Yeah. So, and maybe, I would be like, happy to see those expressed. Yeah. So maybe this is a thing that not everyone experiences. Like maybe it's an invitation only. Like, um, you know, you do this interesting thing during the course of your day, so you get like this mysterious ticket to go to this cool escape room thing so like that's such a cool idea especially because escape rooms have limited capacity you know if there's a hundred people in an escape room that's no fun um so it could be a thing they like see that you're like really into the park and like they see that you're like you know uh super energetic and don't mind like throwing yourself into a like a confusing direction and like are really emphatic and enthusiastic and Uh like bombastic then they like then, like, somebody in, like, a trench coat and, like, sunglasses <laughs> comes by and be like, be here at 340, don't be late. And, like, walks, on, walks away. Very anime. Very cool. It's extremely anime <laughs> in a way that I really love. But that would be so fun. Like, instead of just sitting at a desk and waiting for people to come up, come sign up, you get to, like, put on a costume and go walk around and invite, you know, 15 people for yeah. every showing. That's pretty sweet. And and as soon as one of your friends gets invited to it, they're like, oh, dude, I figured out this super cool thing. You're never going to believe it. Yeah. If you, like, 
get really into the role playing throughout the day, they invite you to a cool escape room. That's awesome. And you could go through your whole day and not recognize that, and you'd just be like, what? Or we could also have like some subtle clues throughout the park. Like, I would like to have subtle references to a bunch of different anime. And like, Mm -hmm. maybe there's some kind of overarching clue kind of thing. Like, you solve this clue and it takes you to a location, and then there's another clue, it takes you to another location. And then like, eventually um, you get to the part where there's just the trench coat guy. Like a geocaching kind of thing? Something like that, yeah. Um, you need to solve, like, this puzzle, and maybe it does give you, like, coordinates. And then you put that in your phone, and you go figure out that, like, oh, that's at this one roller coaster in this one specific part. And then that's a really slow part of the roller coaster, and you see there's, like, some graffiti on the sign that, like, is a clue to tell you to go to this other place. Whatever. Oh, that kind that's of stuff. super cool. And so only the people who figure out this, like, meta... Um, if you're puzzle. not looking for it, you won't find it, yeah. Right, and these are people who clearly like puzzles and like digging a little bit deeper, people who like an escape room. So. One truth prevails. Boom. <laughs> one, more thing that I w- <laughs> one more thing that I was thinking of, because you were kind of priming my, uh, priming my oh. pump, so to speak, before going on to this episode, you were saying a couple of... Uh, a couple of shows to kind of keep in mind. You, I, I think we, we were talking about My Hero Academia oh, and yeah. One Punch Man specifically. Superhero stuff. And those are a genre that deal with something that we haven't kind of been able to incorporate yet, which is major property damage. Yeah. Um, which comes with the a, super robot genre as well. It does. Yeah. I was thinking we could have kind of like a... Have you ever played Rampage? Yes. You're familiar with the game? Yeah. Where you're like a giant monster and you like tear a bunch Destroy of stuff down? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was thinking like what if you had like kind of some like motion trackers on your wrists so that it could tell when you were doing like a big punch or like a throw a bunch of energy balls that way or something and went into kind of a um, holographic projection against like a screen of some sort um, and, you know, the, the, the motion tracker would tell where you're trying to fire the beam and it would, like, show sort of an explosion on the screen wherever you fired it. So it would be awesome. almost like a rampage simulator or like a, um, or like a, uh, like a, almost like a kaiju simulator in, yes. in, in a weird way. And that's not really shonen, but, like, you could see, you know, being someone from One Punch Man or My Hero Academia or anything like that where you have superpowers and maybe you have to stop, like, a rampaging monster that is, like, taking over a city and you have to like fire behind buildings that are against the wall and actually like do like some precision like attacks in order to fight the thing that's really cool and and it would kind of be like in an arcade where you can't shoot the bystanders but you have to shoot like the zombies behind them or whatever but this would be like city that's really cool and i think once you figured out like the game engine of it like you make a video game basically of big monster Mm -hmm. comes and starting to destroy the city then you could make different versions of that. Like, in one of them, you are a giant robot, you're the same size as that enemy, and Mm -hmm. you still have the same, like, engine, the same physics for knocking the buildings down, all that kind of stuff, just the perspective's a lot higher up. Versus if you're a human size and you're a superhero, you can be playing the same game just from a really small perspective, and it's kind of about, you know, like, flying up or figuring out a way to get on top of the building so you can fight the bad guy. I think that's really cool. Um, I've also been interested in, like, kind of a more like realistic version of that like not realistic but uh physical i guess like having sure. like a cardboard city like the actor who plays godzilla in the old movies oh, i yeah, think that'd totally. be super fun too like to be able to just kind of play around and knock over like so a giant much, city that'd be so much fun for like a for like kind of like um a toddler sort of like playpen area oh thing. that's cute like yeah 
you know, put a little like dinosaur Soft costume buildings. on and like them, let them like <laughs> destroy stuff that is, you know, it's just cardboard cutouts or That's like really building cute. blocks or something like that. But you also punch that up. You have like a little video of them like destroying a township or, you know, That's breathing fire cute. or something like that. Dude, I really love that idea. And like, you could do that. Like, so if you're like a parent and you have your little kid with you and the toddler played in the playground area earlier. So the park has like cool kaiju footage of your kid as the monster. And yeah. then when you get to the My Hero Academia part, it's like there's a giant monster and it's your kid and you have to like figure out a way of stopping them or whatever. <laughs> that is really cool. Or maybe you're someone who never met this toddler and you're in that section of it. Yeah. And you're just like, oh, I have to find a giant toddler. I mean, maybe like, that's like a Godzilla costume. This is they ridiculous. Take, they take two different people who don't know each other who are playing yeah. the same game at the same time and put them against each other. It's like, this yeah. kid is playing in the playground right now, and you're piloting a giant, you know, super robot, and you have to fight this toddler. Cool. Oh my god, that's really wacky, but it's pretty fun. You have to have a waiver at the beginning of this park. Like, your kid is going to get used in, like, Someone's you know, proprietary software. Somebody's going to be fighting your kid in cyberspace. But it's your kid as a giant, super-empowered, you know, monster of some sort. I, I mean, I would be proud. Oh, Absolutely. Totally. I'd be the proud papa. <laughs> Giant monster baby. Wow, that's pretty cool. Um, <laughs> I really <laughs> like that idea. That's very interesting. Yeah. I don't know exactly how you would control the, uh, especially like the superhero thing. Like if you're One Punch Man, how do you get up there and fight the monster? Is it a video game? Do you run around? I, I don't know. Exactly. I can. I don't know. That's you know. I'm I'm not totally sure on this one yet. Maybe. And you could use the if you are someone punch out super powered. Maybe if you are someone who's kind of like super powered in a way, maybe you could have like motion trackers on your legs as well, and it will tell when you're kind of doing a big jump, like you're launching off. Uh huh. And like the screen will like scroll vertically oh, downward. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. It'll be like you're jumping from the ground floor through like past a bunch of buildings to get to where you're trying to be. Yeah. And then you could just really... do punch out stuff while you're in midair and like. Because oh, you have yeah, superpowers, totally. it hits the monster every time. Mm -hmm. That's pretty cool. Because, I mean, it just needs to feel cool. It doesn't need to be, like, a fair fight or better. a real challenge. No. Yeah. Well, a lot cool. of the cool parts about One Punch Man is, like, seeing that people are not taking him seriously, and then he mops the floor with him anyway. Yeah. And that really is cool. a, that's a very fun thing to feel. Totally. That's a very shonen thing as well. It's like, oh, yeah. yeah, my parents don't take me seriously on this, so let me do some escape I'll have magic powers so. now. Yeah, into shonen. Totally. <laughs> oh, man, that's cool. Um, <laughs> I don't, there's another like kind of subgenre, like the Pokemon, Monster Rancher, Digimon, yeah, the collectible the... monster genre. That could be a thing. It's hard to do. Like we kind of talked about back in the Pokemon episode, way back episode two, it was like, is it a virtual thing or is it a physical thing that you see in the world where it's like an animatronic, but then you can't really interact with it? Or is it in VR? It's like hard to kind of justify I that, I think. Yeah, I, I again, I don't want to like make it too high tech, but if you did, you could maybe have like a... Um... Maybe, maybe you could like have an account on your phone or something like that, and you you sign up to the park or whatever, and do kind of a version of Pokemon Go, uh -huh. like throughout the park, but totally. it's specific to that park, and yeah. like maybe like this would be I don't know how difficult this would be do, to do like technologically, but maybe like if you like you get like a vibrate on your on your account or whatever, you know it's somewhere within like fifty feet, mm -hmm. 
and you could see it through your phone, but not with your eyes. That's cool. So it's like, oh, there's like a Meryl running around on, in the underbrush. And that could just be throughout the entire park, right? Yeah. It doesn't need to just be in a de- One devoted area. area. Totally. So you could be like, you know, Ash Ketchum, like you could have like your backwards cap and your, your, your Pokemon belt or whatever with your backpack and just be like trudging through all like this, you know, um, this casino type area and this adventure type area and like scouting it out with your like, uh, with your phone and just trying to, you know, nobody else knows what I'm doing, but I know what I'm doing and I'm yeah. seeing a ton of stuff they don't see. That's cool. Again, getting to like the trying to feel special in right. this. You're in like this one way. of the chosen few or whatever. That's really if, cool. If, if that's your if that's your jam when you come to this park, I don't see a reason that you couldn't just have that overlaid through the entire park. Yeah, a lot of this I think we could even do like our own intellectual property on, like getting into the kind of business perspective of this. Like none of these things are directly connected to specific shows. It's kind of just Shonen Land in general. It's not Shonen Jump Land. It's not right. Viz Land. So no, 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 yeah. Maybe we could have like totally. the kind of story of the the monster collecting part is based on something where it's like they're in a parallel dimension or something like that, where it's like there's a story reason to why it's not physically there. Whereas Pokemon Go, if it's your Pokemon, you can see it and it walks around next to you and you can take it out of the ball and all this stuff. Whereas this is like, oh, it's an alternate plane, so we can't actually interact. That's why we have to use our you know, our mythical little visors to see where they are. So I think that would kind of make sense. And we could even have like one big cohesive canon, like all these different parts of Shonen are happening within the same world. Like this is a, like a Bermuda triangle or like a (laughs) conflux of all like the Shonen dimensions colliding at once. Almost. Totally. That is a, that's a neat idea. Or even if it's just a real world, you know, like there's kind of like, the stadium where people go to play sports and stuff, and then there's the arcade where people play video games, and then there's just, like, office buildings and generic other business buildings where the giant monsters fall down and, like, knock the building over. It's like, Mm -hmm. it's just Shonen City, you know what I mean? It's like, (laughs) every single person here is in some kind of Shonen adventure of some sort. I'm sure we are missing stuff from the Shonen genre. It's huge. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, I didn't talk at all about, like, Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. Yeah. Um anything like that there there's definitely ways you can incorporate it into like the fighting aspect like i didn't talk about fist of the north star but that martial arts type of stuff is very easily doable through that uh yeah. sort of punch out simulation thing that i talked there about there's so many of them that are martial arts focused yeah yeah so i i think that there's like enough there that you could get what you need if you were if there was a particular itch you needed to scratch mm-hmm. one one thing that we didn't talk about which I, I i think that this would be kind of a good way to round everything out how do you guys how do you want to do the the soundtrack Ooh, interesting. You have to have a pretty kick and soundtrack through all of this, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. So my original idea was to just kind of take music from every shonen show and kind of play them in the correct area, like where that song makes sense. Yeah, yeah. And if you're really into that area and mm-hmm. then you see like your favorite, you know, Hunter X Hunter track come on, you're like, oh, this is rad. I always yeah. love hearing a song that I'm in love with when it happens at like the mall Right. you're like, oh, sweet. Like, most of these aren't <laughs> for me, but this one is. This feels kind of cool. Yeah. I, but then I was also thinking about maybe having it customizable. Like, you know, if you've got the app or whatever, then, and you tell them that you really love everything by Akira Toriyama, then, like, <laughs> when you're in the sports area, it'll play some song from one of the shows he's worked on that's kind of sporty, upbeat, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Basically, they'll kind of have a specific type of music to play in each different experience. And there's, like, you know, one track from every show that's kind of that type of song. 
mm-hmm. so it could kind of like you could be playing the same game next to someone else who's hearing a different song than what you are but then everyone has to have headphones in and that like kind of disconnects you socially from each other that, that's you can't what I hear thinking. the cries of the next booth over when you knock their robot over so yeah i i don't want this to be a you know a exclusive experience i want it mm-hmm. to be inclusive i want it to be inter an interpersonal experience i want you to be able to talk to people that you're like i don't know what that's from tell me what kind of character you're going for oh, oh it's cool. from this really cool anime yeah. it's like this it's like have you ever heard of it it's like no but i heard something like it you know get people to like the, the mission statement of this park is to get people to crawl outside of their comfort zones in in the in the shonen sense of it and i think that having headphones would be too much counter to that totally i really like the idea of just having a bunch of soundtracks in the thematically appropriate areas maybe uh-huh. if you hear a kick and rad soundtrack and you're like i don't know where that comes from someone right next to you probably does right right they're we'll... singing the japanese lyrics and you're like oh okay <laughs> that's who i need to ask um yeah that's <laughs> awesome just kind of have like the sports album that plays in the sports area which is like it kind of switches shows every every track and cycles through that's awesome i would be so hype if i was like doing a a, a punch out thing and i started hearing some like awesome hajime no ipo soundtrack it would just make me want to like duck and roll that much more yeah throughout every attraction in this you know you've been doing a thing and maybe you know there's like a there's like a stand nearby where you can see it become more radical and maybe even edit it if you want to mm-hmm. what if when you leave the park you get your own like ending credits oh that's personalized really cool. you going through all the different places <sighs> I love that. And then, oh, I, yeah, I think that's really cool. So, like, the closing theme songs of, like, the just some random anime, most of them are just kind of a, a peaceful montage of just the characters, like, walking, like, through mm-hmm. a really pretty landscape. So it's not like it has to be, like, bloopers or, like, all the, the best hits. It can just kind of be you being there, like, the kind of yeah. small moments. That's really neat. One other thing we need to do is, like... Um, some kind of sword-based game. It can be very similar to the Punch-Out thing. But there's also a lot of, like, fantasy anime that uses, like, you know, various types of swords. Mm. And so just kind of doing, like, a sword fencing. Like, we did talk about fencing, but some kind of sword-fighting game would be really cool as well. Even if it's just in VR, so no one actually, like, stabs each other, but... I mean, I I would accept just kind of a Fruit Ninja thing. Yeah, totally. Um, or, Or maybe, like, kind of a, you know, foam kind of baton sort of stuff suspended over a pool or something like that. Ooh, that's um, fun. I don't know. I mean, like, there's plenty of, like, you could have, like, foam sword or a, a foam staff or whatever, yeah. how, whatever you wanted. I oh. mean, I don't I don't think that that would be too hard to do. What no, you I, I think VR would be really, could be really awesome. Even, like, the Star Wars arcade game with the little joystick when you're playing, like, you're doing lightsaber stuff, it's not super great, mm-hmm. but... You know, that game came out, like, 25 years ago or something. So doing a modern version of that would be really cool. And there are good VR uh, sword fighting games. But just doing something like are that it? where you can kind of customize. Yeah, um, I don't know the name of it exactly, but I've played some that are pretty cool. Um, mm. Yeah, they can do it because, you know, it's just tracking where your hands are and having an enemy yeah. with a sword. And you can parry the sword, you can hit them in the face or whatever. That kind uh, of Yeah, stuff. and that, that that's one of those things where you can, like adapt the settings to which anime you really want to feel like right. like Choose do you want to feel like you have a sword and, uh-huh. do you want to feel like you have a giant claymore like in berserk do you want to feel like you have a lightsaber do you want like 
uh, something I absolutely love from uh, the My Hero Academia thing is one of the characters can like make his skin harder and like yeah. they become kind of like little arm machetes. <laughs> totally. I think that I, I would really love to be able to do it's some cool sort of power. VR thing where I'm using literally my arms That's as weapons. That's cool. If you could pick like not only the cosmetic changes of like what does your sword look like, but like how do you hold it? You know, is how it does, a staff? yeah? How does it function? Is it your arms? That's great. Or is it like, mm-hmm. um, yeah, that's that's totally cool. And it would be basically the same game. You just have different methods of input. Yeah, yeah. I love that. And then, like, are you fighting off a single enemy or, like, a horde of, you know, smaller enemies? Is it enemies? like a bullet hell kind of thing? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So I feel like we've covered most of the things that make us feel cool about the genre, which is, is what the genre is all about. Feeling cool and being better and making friends. And that's kind yeah. of what what we're encouraging here i feel like it's gonna follow that same shonen story arc when people go to this theme park i i mean i i hope so i I think the most important thing here is for people to become versed in other kinds of shonen um shonen animation and properties without actually needing to know the specifics of them but just seeing the potential you know i love the idea of being so immersed in my you know batting cage and, you know, grunting like crazy and doing a bunch of fist-pumping motions that some guy in a suit comes by and is like, we like your stuff, kid. Meet me in the <laughs> meet me in the, in the the haunted house or something like that. That, yes. that sounds amazing to me. That's really um, cool. And, yeah, maybe yeah. we could just have, like, a role-playing area because there's always, you know, like, even at an anime convention, oh, yeah. there's some people who are, like, dressed up and it's just for cosmetics. It's like, yeah, I'm just dressed up, but I'm here to go play this video game tournament. Mm-hmm. And some people are like, I'm dressed up to role-play. And so, like, having an area for those people where maybe we give them a little bit of the story to kind of start with, and it's like, it's a new story. So if you've never seen that anime before, um, that's okay, because this is something totally original. No one here has seen yeah. this before. Here's your character, here's the setting, like, go for it. It can be kind of cool, the, like a the, planned out role-playing session. The, the the only difficulty there is I feel like everyone would try to be the main guy. Yeah, you know? sure. <laughs> and then everyone is I think that would be difficult show. to yeah. logistic around. <laughs> You're totally like, right. For the for the escape room or like you know, um, mystery sequence, I feel like everyone could kind of mesh pretty okay. Uh-huh. But for something like what you're describing, I, I don't know if you know everyone would kind of be into playing a supporting role. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm think, I'm not sure how you would be able to do that. Yeah, and it depends on like if you're actually like doing the pen and paper role playing thing, where you like roll dice and there's that whole thing, or if it's just mm-hmm. just acting kind of role playing. Because with the the pen and yeah. paper thing, it's like you can try to be the hero, but if you roll a one, you're not going to be the hero. You know that's going to be up to well, someone else. Yeah, and and like I I love D and D, and I hate playing, you know, just the, you know, the action hero guy right. who does the best thing at the end. I, I like playing the wisecracking weirdo support character. That's Absolutely. kind of a gimmick. Yeah, but <laughs> you know I, I'm mature ish esque, and. <laughs> I feel like most people who are into shonen are much more interested in being the hero and mm-hmm. being the person who inspires others. And yeah, so maybe I don't know. Maybe there's a way to, you know, give everyone kind of a chance at the spotlight without ever making it about one of them. Well, and I think then it needs to be a team thing. Like you know, maybe that's team they, thing. They yes, control the the giant robot. So like, if that yes. right kick doesn't happen, the whole thing falls apart. Um, yeah, so and that has leads to right into like shonen kind of team sports or or military style uh, settings where it's all about the cooperation and the camaraderie. 
Yeah. So yeah, I definitely, the, definitely making it a team kind of thing is is way better. Cool. Yeah. That that totally works. Yeah. Yeah. Like Even the, with the, like the Sentai stuff, like uh-huh. if you wanted to make kind of a Power Rangers esque thing where everybody's on kind of a team, like there's no reason that you can't have five people doing stupid martial arts poses at once as opposed to one person, right? Right. Totally true. And and with the um, escape room part. Whoever finds that next clue is the hero for a few minutes, and then there's another yeah. clue, and then whoever solves that one is the hero for a few minutes. So, you know, if we invite the cool, the most like outgoing, um, acty type of people, they each get the, a chance to be in the spotlight at some point during the the um, escape room. Because even if yeah. you feel like you're like I'm going to be the hero of this escape room, that's not necessarily true. You you would have to be in every location all the time in order to guarantee you're going to steal right. the spotlight every single time so yeah. right you could have like the escape room is partitioned into like um, two teams almost yeah and there's a lot of them where it's like you know you definitely have to be working on this task for a while before you can find anything so like it kind of naturally does that for a lot of them or they're at least designed really well where it feels natural like okay you guys work on this thing we're gonna go work on this thing and then both people get to kind of have a small victory when they figure out their thing i like yeah. that a lot like pacing it so that it's like you're all dependent on one another at a certain point. Mm-hmm. That's dope. Good job. <laughs> this is an awesome theme park. Oh my gosh. Ah, glad glad you think so. Yeah. I mean, I I really love Shonen properties, and I would love to see it like kind of put into action and yeah, you know, involving think, a lot of interdisciplinary kind of things. I think it's fun for a lot of people, not just males between the ages of twelve and eighteen. You know, there's things for all ages to appreciate here, and I think that the general. Uh, I don't know, things that Shonen is going for, like the goals of Shonen, are also this, very similar to the goals of this park. It's supposed to make you feel cool and empowered and actually like achieving things. And I feel like yeah. during the course of your day, you would do all those things. It's like, you know, you go from playing sports to fighting giant monsters to playing laser tag. Like, there's all these different areas you can be successful in. And hopefully everyone gets a chance to be successful at all of those. And, and what I love not, is that... Even if you fail, you know, it's about overcoming that and, like, still having a good day because of it. And uh, a part, like, what I was talking about before with the sports thing, what I like is that what you're getting out of this park is not solely the desire to go watch more shonen. Mm -hmm. It is the desire to go, like, I watched Hajime no Ippo and I immediately wanted to start boxing. Yeah. You know, you get out of this and you want to try doing volleyball Mm -hmm. or you want to you know, do a bunch of, like, read a bunch of mystery novels, or you want to start doing geocaching or, like, parkour stuff if you, like, went through a particularly cool uh, jungle gym, or, you know, maybe you want to try rock climbing because you think that that would make you feel cool, like you felt cool in this park. Wow. That's awesome. I would love to see more of those kind of game and role-playing elements put into athletic facilities you know like if there was a story element to a rock climbing area and like a timer and like intense music that starts happening at a certain point i would be so much more motivated like i would get a membership in a heartbeat and i think that is a very common thing not just in shonen but in a lot of, of video games and tv shows and young adult novels and you know it's like very relatable to the average person i think that that yeah. arc of empowerment and like getting excited about something and then going out and doing it there's a reason it all relates to us you know these are things that we are capable of we just we trick ourselves into thinking that we can't you Mm. know um there's too many like there it's too hard there's it's too hard to get there um i don't know what i will look like when i do it it's not an imagination that i have but when you go to this park and you 
you know, video of you, you know, ducking a punch from like this gigantic like fly monster thing and then giving a sick uppercut that makes him collapse into a bunch of buildings and in slow motion with an awesome like triumphant soundtrack behind it. You you feel pretty you feel like you can do it. Absolutely. Yeah, it's like you can do anything except for give up. Well, listener, viewer, if you have not checked out the Carton cast and empowered, please do it. Go see yes. Ben in action and Zane, his brother. They're both cool. We're Super always cool. in action. We're always cool. <laughs> yes. Super I ran out cool. of steam. I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm on pilot. I apologize. <laughs> it's all good. Uh, fancybat.com, and that's where you can find all of our shows. So uh, don't, go do that. And hey, <laughs> go watch some cool anime, but nothing too weird, okay? Don't give us a bad name. <laughs> <laughs> no, watch whatever you want. Just. You know, don't tell us that. Don't don't tell people that we're the inspiration for it. That's all. Yeah, yeah. Go watch some shonen. Okay. <laughs> Go watch some shonen.